Hello everyone, welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. We know I like to change up the singing of each introduction on any show that I'm on these days, don't we know? We know that I do like to do that. I thought I'd go with that this week. Yeah, you're the remixer of uh, podcast intros. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's my, that's my new nickname. Please, everybody, ha- they have to call me that now. No, please don't call me that. It's a bad nickname. Hi, guys. We'll call, we'll call you Manchester Mouse. Okay. I will accept that wholeheartedly. Hi, guys. Welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. I am Morgan. That is Nolan. Uh, Nolan, have we done it again? <gasps> is it episode 59 today? And it's a movie from 1959. Is it episode 59, though? I don't I know. I don't know. Let's hope we've done that, though, because I know how much you love your maths. I, I, ju- I don't love maths. No, 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 no. What I love is when things link up together. That's what I love. We are on episode 59. Here we yes. go, son. I'm sorry to say my pick next week is not from 1960. Doesn't matter. We've done it this week, and I didn't even mean to do it this week, Nolan. We are, of course, this week talking about Pillow Talk in honour of the late, great Doris Day, who recently departed from this plane of existence into one of, uh, I don't know, what do you say? Into one I, of, say, I say a form of afterlife. A form of afterlife, there you go. I, she went to the good place. She did. She did go to the good place very uh, much so. But yeah, we thought we'd do that this week. I believe it was both our first time watching this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. You know what? Let's get get right into it. Right into it. Okay. It's a delightful picture. I love how you've opened with that because uh, I don't know if you you picked this because I'm your co-host, but... Good on you for picking one with a lead who is a gay actor. Rock Hudson is great in this. I didn't know he was gay, actually. I believe he was the first celebrity to die from AIDS. Not that that's like a a proud statistic, but... Is that true? That's fascinating. Yeah, I do believe he was the first wow. major celebrity to die from AIDS. What a way to start the episode. <laughs> Uh, I love that, but yeah, this this was uh, this was a really sweet movie. I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did either. Oh, it very was, funny. It, I mean, after the trouble I went through trying to find this movie, it was <laughs> good that it it tickled those fancies. Oh yeah, you'd have been quite annoyed if it was a uh, miserable dour. If uh, it was a western, I would have been really. Or if it was, or of course, if it was a western. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's true. First major celebrity to die from an AIDS-related illness, Rock Hudson. There you go. I there well, I go. did not know who Rock Hudson was before this, so I'm glad to have found another gay actor to like. Very much so. There you go, Rock Hudson. All about Rock Hudson. Um, even though what this... a name as well, Rock Hudson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just sounds like a rock star. He sounds as wonderful as he was. Um, 
But yeah, even though this movie, even though we did we did this movie to uh, commemorate Doris Day, we can't forget to talk a lot about Rock Hudson and and what he does in this movie because this isn't a Doris Day movie. This is a movie for the both of them to yes. play, to to hold equal parts, uh, big you know, equal part leading role, and just play off each other wonderfully. And I really like the premise of this. They have really good chemistry for characters who are supposed to be at odds with each other, which is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I really like the the premise of this movie, the whole idea of having the shared phone line that they just get annoyed at each other about. Or mainly Doris Day getting annoyed that Rock Hudson's always on the phone womanizing as have he's you ever, um, wanted to do this movie. Have you ever had pillow talk in your real life? Well, um, it depends what you consider pillow talk. Well, it's now giving me context to something that I like. Uh, there's an all-time low song that features the lyrics, I'll, set I'll settle for long-distance calls, I'm stuck in empty pillow talk again. And it's kind of a similar thing here. It's to do with like sort of relationships with people that you don't necessarily meet in real life or a long-distance kind of thing. Hmm. Phone lines. And I later found out that that lyric was actually tributing this movie, so... Well, Good go. on you, all-time low. We're getting all the deepness today, all the depth. Um, pillow talk is an interesting concept. I assumed it was... I mean, let's see if this works. You Hello, this is, this is not working. This is Don't not working. talk into your pillow. That that sounds terrible on the audio. <laughs> well, yeah, we've, we've been having audio issues enough Do as it is. Do you... Is pillow talk talking to your pillow? Does pillow talk have to mean that somebody else is there? Well, on, I know, cer the same I know a certain group of people on the internet will talk to their pillows. However, their pillows are not shaped like pillows. Oh, no. Um, now, go away. Um, or does pillow talk constitute talking to anyone providing your head is on a pillow? If that's the case, then I do pillow talk with you every week. Exactly. But also, pillow talk probably just means some sort of romance. To which, okay. To which, the, to which we do not have. To which we do not have. No matter what Raoul says. No matter what anybody says. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, I just really like the premise of this movie and the, the fact that they have this shared phone line that Doris Day keeps getting annoyed at Rock Hudson about. And then, even though the stuff that Rock Hudson's doing in the movie is a little kind of awful, uh, he's being uh, I mean, super it's, it's manipulative. A, it's a, He's a womanizer. It's he what is. they do. He is. He's being super manipulative, but... In what is it with womanizer character? What is it with womanizer characters being played by gay actors? I mean, you have Barney Stinson, this guy, and I'm pretty sure loads of others. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, maybe, maybe it comes from an objective angle. Where Quite possibly, they could, uh, therefore, do it better. Because they are, are are looking at it from a completely objective uh, viewpoint. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with an answer for that. Seem oh, impossible well. question for me to ask. For me to answer, as I am not a a, a homosexual. Therefore, I yes. cannot uh, attest to what 
uh, the homosexual community believe in. Well, uh, ha- happy Pride Month, guys. Happy Pride Month, guys. <laughs> it links in as well, because... Uh, see, yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. It's and just it a happy coincidence. Well. We get them sometimes on the show, and I'm glad we got it for this one. Certainly did. Um, but yeah, he he's he's really charming in this movie. He, mm-hmm. he as his Doris play, Day, as is Doris Day, very much so. What I like about Doris Day as well is that she's completely different to like a, Mar- a Marilyn Monroe or an Audrey Hepburn or someone like that. Because Marilyn's kind of like she's a bit more mischievous, and mm-hmm. Audrey Hepburn is very like innocent. We no, not necessarily. I. I would put Doris Day in that, uh, ah, in that right. sort of archetype. I think Audrey Hepburn's kind of playful when she turns it on. Cause I you, see. You look at Roman Holiday, which is my favourite Audrey Hepburn movie. She's the princess who has to be all proper and, oh yes, we are a princess. And then as soon as she... She just wants to be free and do some silly things. And that's where she shines for me. Um, well, speaking of doing silly things, um, <laughs> I, I do love that uh, the character Brad Allen, uh, played by Rock Hudson, is a Broadway composer. He is. And he yeah. uh, he uses his party line to sing love songs and to, I, each, to every woman there. Like it, it, That first, must be a really good way to... You, I mean, he was Taylor Swift before there was Taylor Swift. I mean, quite possibly. <laughs> what, a sh- what a ridiculous analogy. I love it. Um... <laughs> My favourite thing is that he uses the same song for every woman. <laughs> oh, well, he just changes the name, and sometimes he might slightly forget the name, and it causes all sorts of hijinks. That is a thing womanizers do, though. They'll try the same move on every woman they meet. Yeah. But I've seen that in many comedies, and sadly in real life, to uh, quite I mean, embarrassing results. When it's in movies... We like it. It's kind of charming, especially when the said womanizer, in this case, Brad Allen Rock Hudson, turns out to actually have this sweet side that he he grows to obviously love Doris Day. This is a rom-com, this movie. This is a, a good golden age Hollywood rom-com. Um, yes, he, he, he shows his sweet side... Uh, towards the latter stages of the movie and by the end you're obviously very happy because to spoil it for absolutely no one because it's a rom-com and it always happens they get together funnily enough Nolan even though they were odds at each other I don't think there's ever been a rom-com where they don't get together besides 500 Days of Summer and even then that's making fun of rom-coms look I'm sure there has been but your point is valid, because I can't think of one. I mean, even when Harry met Sally, they get together in the end. Yeah. You can go through as as many trials and tribulations as you want in a rom-com. The two leads will always end up together, because that's just how it's told. That's that's why you watch rom-coms. You just want to have a good time. It is. And they're a very... uh, they're a very easy watching genre, I feel. And it, that's what they're there for, for me are like um if I'm having like have had like a rough week, I'll just stick one on yeah. and be like this is happy. Yeah, and that and this movie was certainly that as well. Mm-hmm. Cuz it made I 
don't know if it, it did the same for you, but it made me laugh quite a bit. It did. And um, I needed the laughter, especially after this week. And I was uh I was I was smiling all the way through. Uh, just to, just the, the the sheer charm of both the the leads and the in, little inner monologues that you get quite a lot. They're really fun. I always do love a good inner monologue. Some people think it's lazy writing. I think it's clever. No. It lets you inside the head. I like it. I really like it. And it works really well in in this movie. And, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's I can get into some thematic fun. stuff regarding Brad. Please go ahead. Take the reins. So something that I really found interesting about him was that he's essentially acting. He's pretending to be someone else over the phone with all these women. When he meets Doris Day's character, he starts to become a Texas Ranger for some reason. I don't know, is that attractive? Like, is a, a southern gentleman, is that an attractive thing? Well, a, a country boy. A country boy, okay. Is, is what all he right. was trying to be. And as we heard from Doris Day's inner monologue, that was very attractive. I see the appeal then, okay. But uh, what he's essentially doing is... Um, He's putting on an act to maybe appear charming, and uh, it's only when we get to see like his real side that that's when Doris Day like really sort of gets into the whole thing. Yeah, and that I think's kind of a um, kind of a moving thing, especially for guys, because if you've if you've grown up in this modern age and you've hung out with any group of teenage guys, you'll know they always love putting on acts to impress people and actually suppress their emotions. You are not wrong, Nolan. And I like that um, this actually shows that you don't even need to do that. You know, being yourself is the best thing. It's a cheesy, cliched thing, but it works because it works. Don't put on acts to impress people, because... But I just found that interesting because he was a Broadway guy and maybe he was kind of using it to find that like sort of... It was almost as if he was putting on a charming act, like something like a Cary Grant would or like something like that but yeah it's it 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 reminds me a little bit of uh, what tony curtis did in some like it hot where Indeed. he he pretended to be that sailor guy who sounded like Cary grant when he he was actually just you know obviously one of the bandmates dressed as a woman uh, um, i'm rambling a little because I, I i mean but you get you get what i'm saying right I do like get what guys you're, no, absolutely Guys, you don't have to worry about trying to look cool or impressing someone. Just, just be yourself. Be honest. Be open. Don't suppress yeah. your emotions, no matter what Westerns tell you. <laughs> You're so harsh towards <laughs> Westerns. There's plenty of good Westerns out there, Nolan. Come on. I, I know, know they the might run, not the run, be for the you. The running gag is fun. Well, e- even the, Shrek the is, showed his yeah. sensitive side. Okay. Look, yeah, the the I like the bit. I like the bit. Um... But yeah, I, no, I uh, I do like that, and I like the fact that, um, like you said, when he sort of becomes a little more his own person again, whilst still obviously pretending to be this uh, Texas boy, mm-hmm. uh, he a little bit of his true self does come out, and that's seemingly when Doris Day becomes more interested in him and whether it's that but obviously she gets really annoyed when she finds out that the annoying dude on the other end of the phone 
who she's been arguing with for months and months about phones and who she hates is actually this guy who she's been going out with and seeing and is kind of falling for. Obviously she gets annoyed. And that goes back to your point as well. You put on this act, you get people, you know, people get annoyed at you when they realise that that's not you. You don't have to put on an act. And believe me, even when I was younger, I tried to put on acts. I wish I could go back and erase those because they were embarrassing. Of course, but it, that's it's insecurity. Indeed, when it comes and that's to, kind of interesting. And that's... Uh, I, I don't know wh- whether it's insecurity in this movie as opposed to just Rock Hudson being this sort of womanising, oh, I'm going to try something new here because I can't be myself because she knows my voice from the annoying person on the other end of the phone. I mean, you um, could just put on another accent. Which he did do. Mm-hmm. He just turned out to be a Texas boy. To be honest, I don't think he even needed to put another accent on because I don't know about you. Everyone sounds different on the phone. Do they? Yeah, everyone. See, I've never gotten that. No, everyone sounds different on the phone. It's weird. It's true. Do I sound different in real life? Yeah. More yeah. Scottish? I don't know. Mm. I do not know. But people definitely sound different when it comes through a phone as opposed to in in real life uh but that's beside the point because rock hudson doesn't do that he does put on the weird accent and it's at the big plot point because obviously towards the end of you know in in the third act oh no doris day's really annoyed with him and she runs off with that other dude is it jonathan Ugh. who's just the sappiest sap you've ever seen I mean, I I get being sensitive, but he takes it to a whole new level. Oh, you know I get being sensitive. This guy. (laughs) Oh, I feel sorry for this guy. In truth, I feel sorry for this guy. Because he just wants the best for her. He does. Mm -hmm. He's just going about everything the wrong way. And can't seem to accept any sort of negative response. Um, which is bad. No, we also get the fact that the earlier on as well with that younger guy oh, in the yeah. car that was out of order. Ugh. That was very uh, Back to the Future. Biff Tannen, Biff kind of Tannen thing. kind of thing. Um, there's no call for doing that. Sadly, uh, Crispin Glover was not there to punch him in the face. No, but Doris Day nearly did. I'll take Doris Day over Crispin Glover, actually. Crispin Glover's kind of a nutter. Doris Day nearly punched him in the face, and I really appreciated that. Um, But yeah, I don't know what it is with these people who... You can't take no for an answer, no one. Yeah. I I did find it kind of funny that, um, you know, the whole thing with Rock Hudson being gay at all, there is a moment where they kind of tease that he's gay, like, in the movie. Oh, what's this? Okay. Well, when he, uh, like, kind of is teasing her, because by having him show an interest in things that are considered effeminate, therefore, like, implying homosexuality. Mm, maybe. I'm not quite sure I, uh, I would agree necessarily. Or maybe that's just a completely different reading that I had of it. Quite possibly, yeah. But you, your point is valid, because it is your opinion, Nolan. 
mm-hmm. and all opinions are valid unless they are hurtful. Yeah, unless they're starting straight pride parades. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, when I have something to tell you, I will be attending a straight pride parade. Really? Is that is that just like going outside? I will is that throwing, traffic? I will be throwing eggs at them. I see. Yeah. Make sure they're rotten eggs. Yeah, rot, obviously rotten eggs. No, obviously you're a numbskull. Hate people, <laughs> Nolan. I hate them. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you not just hate people? <laughs> I hate those people. I hate those people, people too, and all. Uh, I, do you know who I love? I love the good people of the world, and that is an easy thing to say. I, I like Doris Day, Day, and I like Rock Hudson. Rock, Rock Hudson will be turning in his grave if he found out there was a straight pride parade. Rock Hudson will be going and punching people in the face, along Probably. with any other uh, wonderful uh, gay actor from from this from the golden age of Hollywood. And, you know, you can read into whatever you want about all the weird affairs that were happening, um, whether you believe them or not. Apparently everyone was gay, and everyone also wasn't gay, but everyone was married, but everyone was also having an affair with Marlon Brando. It was weird. Marlon Brando, really? Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Everyone. Everyone with Marlon Brando. I'm taught... There's stories about, like... Richard Pryor. Marlon Brando's not my type. Marlon Brando's not your type? Not my type. Wow. Marlon Brando's my type, and I've not even... (laughs) I don't even feel that way. Uh, Young Marlon Brando? Like, streetcar named Desire Marlon Brando? Even though, okay, his character, you know, Stanley isn't the best guy. Uh, I'm more of a James Dean kind of guy. Well, yeah. Wild Bunch, Marlon Brando. Is it Wild Bunch? Nah, that's probably more because of what I've heard about Marlon Brando was like in real life. Oh, yeah, sure. On the waterfront, Marlon Brando. No? Nah, not my type. Not what about... Me. But Rock Hudson, we're all about. I think Rock Hudson could have been a good Superman. That's how oh, much Rock I like Hudson him. Rock Hudson would have been a fantastic Superman. Rock Hudson looks wait, like Wait, Superman. how old was he... In the 70s. If he would have been a great Superman for his era, if it was in 78 instead of Chris Hudson, that Christopher Reeve, that would have looked embarrassing. Oh, yeah, I mean, they had... Um, I forget his name who played Superman on TV in the 50s. Um, We'll say 50s Superman guy. That could have been Rock Hudson. He's got that look. George someone, I think. But, yeah, it could have been Rock Hudson perfectly fine. Rock Hudson looks like Superman, and I would have bought that app, Absolutely. I really like that. But Nolan, what was some of your favourite elements to uh, this movie, considering it's fairly safe to say that we both really had a good time with it? We did. Uh, The thematic stuff for me really worked with the whole uh, hiding insecurity, pretending to be someone else, realising you don't have to do that kind of thing. A lot of the comedy I really liked. Like I said, I was chuckling. That usually doesn't happen a lot for me with uh, movies. I usually don't chuckle at them. I just kind of like quietly appreciate the joke snigger yeah do you you snigger at them do you snigger at them just go yeah (laughs) but my absolute favorite thing was um when chan decorates his apartment in the worst thing that she can find it's awful it's so bad i mean this is right at the end when uh 
she's kind of she's not happy with him no i know she's uh she she's and learned she that they're that the two people bachelor thing yeah she's learned that the two people who well she thought were two people were actually both the one person she's not happy about it and she turns his bachelor pad into some sort of curtained nightmare oh god with the most garish colors you've ever seen and then he quite literally sweeps her off her feet he does and then he carries her through the streets I'm just like, is he kidnapping her? Is he like, what's going on here? He goes past all the other people, and she's just like, help, someone help, help someone, and they're just like, oh, I'll just let him do it. People, but it, it all, uh, it all works out in the end, no? Because we realize, because yeah. we, they, they both realize that, uh, it doesn't matter. You can pretend you you can have pretended to be someone. I know your heart was pure, and wouldn't you know it, Nolan? In the end, his heart was pure. I really like the opening titles to this movie. I thought you would, mostly because of the whole cinemascope thing. Well, yes, of course, glorious cinemascope uh, that the movie is is shot in. But I really like the opening titles when they're just they, they're just those two people just throwing pillows into the middle, and <laughs> the titles the titles are just really good. It's such a fun title sequence. Uh, I did not expect that to be one of my favourite parts of of the whole movie, but it really was. I also really like when it uh, starts turning into split screen. I I figured you would appreciate that. I th- I kind of hoped that the whole movie was going to be on split screen. The whole movie? I honestly, a part of me was thinking, what if this entire story was done through a phone line? And I it mean, was split screen, and it, it was like kind of like uh, what was that movie that came out last year where it was all on a computer screen and it was really oh, cleverly edited? God, what was that? I know searching. what you mean. Yeah. Oh, searching, yeah, searching. That was, I, I wasn't. Thinking I do of that think one, that could yeah, have been a clever great. aesthetic choice. It was. It wasn't there for the whole thing, but uh, no, it wasn't. So. But, when it came in, it looked really good, and I really liked that. Um, yeah. I was like split screen. Split screen is ha- never used in movies. And yeah, because it it looks a little dated now when you try use it, unless yeah, it's like I guess so. unless it's something like Spider Verse where they're trying to make it look like comic panels. Yeah, and uh, obviously another example of that would be Angley's Hulk from two thousand three, which looks ridiculous. Um, but I appreciate the fact that it tried using comic book panels anyway. Uh, famous split screen, of course. Carrie, the end of Carrie mm-hmm. is very, very famous split screen. Done really well. This is just a more general um, split screen. It, it, it's not there necessarily for any sort of effect, as nope. opposed to just showing. Oh, Rock Hudson's over here on the phone. Doris Day's over here on the phone, and the third woman who Rock Hudson is trying to uh, chat up is. Yeah over here on the phone and it's done in this triangle way it's just really well designed i think the the split screen and it's mainly at the beginning of the movie um mm-hmm. but i really i really liked uh i really like that about it too i was i'm surprised to say this but i really like the direction okay like there was some pretty decent like cinematography and art design and everything color the, even, i mean the color, which is... color was glorious 
and yeah, you you say the cinematography. Glo- that's what glorious cinemascope will do for you, Nolan. It Which will, is really uh, great for a director whose name sounds like someone that you'd meet at the pub. And this director's name is Michael Gordon. Michael Gordon does sound like someone you would meet at the pub. Um, but well done, Michael Gordon. You do a great job in this uh, movie. I uh, should also shout out Thelma Ritter as Alma, the drunk uh, older woman. Uh, I do like seeing drunk older women in comedies. Always drunk. She is, of course, in uh, a few movies, like All About Eve. She's in Rear Window. She's in. She's great. Um, but yeah, should should shout her out. She's she's just a fun little supporting player that adds a bit of comedy to it. Yeah, she's the the comic relief in the rom com. There's always that one person. You have to be, and this movie did win an Oscar. No, what did it you... win an Oscar for? I'm gonna look that up. It won. It won the Oscar for screenplay. That's valid. It's a good Which screenplay. Is understandable because it all round just sort of is just really successful in what it's trying to do because it's not trying to be overly deep or overly dramatic or anything like that it sets out to make a good fun sweet rom-com and Mm -hmm. it succeeds in all areas and he's rightly renowned as one of the great romance movies did you hear about the unproduced sequel the unproduced sequel to pillow talk in 1980 they were going to do one like 20 years after where it was about their daughter and then them getting a divorce and then Jonathan goes full ducky and pretty and pink and tries to propose to her again. No, we don't need that. I'm glad that was never produced, Nolan, admittedly. Now that I think about it, Jonathan in this movie is a lot like Anthony Michael Hall in Sixteen Candles and ducky and pretty and pink. Ducky and pretty and pink is such a weird character. (laughs) Is that just because he's played by John Cryer? No, but that is a part of it. Uh, He's played by Lex Luthor himself. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot John Cray was now Lex Luthor. He's actually pretty good at it, to be fair to him. What? 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 Is it Supergirl? Yeah, yeah. He does a fairly decent job. Supergirl that he's in. But, uh, Although, when I, when I look at him, I just see Ducky. Oh, yeah, sure. Or, or um, Alan from Two and a Half Men. I hate Two and a Half Men, so I better <laughs> forget that. <laughs> But he, he was on that for its entire run, and it lasted about 87 seasons. So, uh, yeah. Why, why couldn't that Pillow Talk have lasted 87 seasons? Because it wouldn't have worked, Nolan. You'd have got tired of it. It's a nice, succinct, sharp movie. I, I could see the concept of this movie making a good sitcom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, uh, to a pot. Uh, to a point, but after a while it'd get a little bit tired with the people just trying to get uh, trying to romance each other over a phone I mean there's only so much you can do. You could do it in anthology style, like there's different phone people every time, Okay, you just see them all on the split screen. Sure, you could definitely do that. You could definitely do it as an anthology and have each couple go through a little bit of a different story. Absolutely okay, I'm down for that we can there do we that. go. Pillow Talk, the uh, the Twilight Zone edition. But this is all about um, this is all about the uh, 
the couple of Doris Day and Rock Hudson. And isn't there like a recent show called Pillow Talk? Maybe? I think so. I'm not sure it's based on the movie, though. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think it is either, actually. I was just wondering if, if that was maybe an anthology that we were just talking about. Um, but it isn't and at all. It's something completely different. It did go to homage another movie in 2003 with uh, Ewan McGregor and Renee Zellweger in it. Oh, well, that's good. I, I, and I like directed it. by uh, our favourite MCU director, Peyton Reed. Is he your favourite MCU director? That's Absolutely a bold statement. Not. Absolutely not. Um, that's the weirdest statement I think anybody may have met. My favourite MCU director. A completely random one. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Anything else we need to say about Pillow Talk, Nolan? Doris Day did get nominated for an Oscar for it, and rightfully so. Well, yeah, I mean, look, with movies, with movies like this, they, they are so simple, they are so unlike rom-coms today that often seem overly dramatic at some parts. Not just overly dramatic, but, like, overly melodramatic. Yeah, and occasionally a little too big scale, either. There's nothing big scale about Pillow Talk. It's I a mean, be- think, think about the best rom-coms that have come out recently, nowadays. Like, The Big Sick. Uh, yeah. Fucking, I don't know, can I consider Cra- Love, Simon one? Crazy Rich Asians was a Crazy great... Crazy Rich Asians. It was a great rom-com. But, like, you, you, you do bring up the point of very melodramatic and it, they certainly are and pillow talking in a way reminds me of like the uh, the apartment with jack lemon and, and shirley mclean that's just a really interesting premise that brings two kind of very different people together and in in this in this wonderful romance and there's a reason that these movies are so well revered are so iconic are so rewatchable. I can are definitely so see myself rewatching re-watchable it because of the of the charm that is in every single frame, and that just oozes out of uh, of both these both these actors. And I really do want to go and watch more Doris Day movies now, because um, she also, of course, sings. And she, uh, yeah, she's she, multi talent. She is. She's just. She's. She's great. I want to go. I want to. I want to. I want to watch more Doris Day movies now. And uh, don't need you want to. You want to go have a Doris Day marathon. I mean, a Doris Day marathon sounds certainly very nice. I'm about doing that. But, you know, we could do all sorts. We could do. She all did have her own TV show Day. as well. A Doris Day. Her own TV show. Yeah, there was the Doris Day show. Nice little sitcom. Oh, okay. Is that is that when? Although I'm pretty sure, like every big comedic actor has had their own sitcom at some point. Yeah, Jamie Fox had one. That's when Drew Carey uh, had one. That's when everyone's naming their sitcoms after themselves as well, which is a fun, uh, a fun thing to do. No one. Anything else that stands out from you about Pillow Talk? It's a fair. It is a fairly simple movie. Uh, That's one. probably what I see. The issue when we do these simple movies is that it's not the really best issue. thing we can, the best thing we can say about them is that they work for what they are and they absolutely like nail their premise. But there's nothing that really stands out about them as much. 
No, it's, I, I mean, that sounds it, more negative than it, I'm meaning it to come across. But I do like movies that know what they are and just be the best versions of themselves. Yeah, it's because it, it's not going into any sort of huge message or anything like that, or or big, deep meaning mm-hmm. to to it. Because it it doesn't have that. It it just does what it does really, really well. And it's the charm of these movies. It's the it's the style of these movies that make them so likable. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like the the apartment, it's very similar. Um, there's no there's no huge meaning towards it. It's just the story is just so well written. It paced it's paced perfectly. The act, the acting is wonderful. The cinematography, like you said, is wonderful. And it's just so easy to digest, and that's why the movie. That's why these type of movies are are so great. There's no. There's no. Uh, it doesn't have to be any sort. It doesn't have to be a, you know, uh, an Andre Tarkovsky movie. E- even the best of... ones that come out today just know what they are and embrace it. Like the Big Sick is pretty much it follows the rom com kind of beats, but it's still great. Yes, but that I also does think have a little bit more of a drama angle. It has a little bit more of a message to it than something like this. Because movies aren't made like this today, and they wouldn't work if they, if if something like this was made today. It would be... You can't rely on pure star charm. Yeah, that's what happens when you get loads of Jared Butler rom-coms. Yeah, it does. Which are awful. You just cannot rely on pure star charm. With with obviously the good story, but the main draw of this movie is those two huge names on the poster. You need them to have good chemistry. I think an issue with a lot of new ones is that the actors don't have a lot of chemistry. Yeah, that's look, that is a fair point. And these two these two really do. Whether they are hating on each other or loving each other because they do both very very well in uh in this crazy rich asians they had really good chemistry very true very true but also a that very just, different rom-com that might just be because uh henry golding is just like the most charming actor i've seen He's recently very very charming um but also yeah that was a very different rom-com and and much more of a melodramatic rom-com kind of yeah. almost almost a soap opera at times um nothing wrong still, with that it was still a great still movie um but not not got the sharp simplicity of something like pillow talk or, or something like the apartment i would lo- i would wonder if you would write a rom-com what would the morgan robinson rom-com look like now i would have to i, I don't know i don't know i would like to think i'd be really sweet about it because I don't care what people may think. I like to think I'm sweet. And you're, uh, you're a very charming guy. Yeah, not gonna see, lie. See, people that think I'm miserable all the time. It's not true. That's just an act. That's my act. I'm pretending to be Rock Hudson. I'm pretending to be a miserable person when, in fact, I'm actually not. It's, my, uh, mine, of course, would be between two queer people. But that's well, naturally, me. naturally. Write what you know, Noah. 
Yeah, probably two queer nerds meeting at Comic Con or something. So your dream, more or less. Yeah, your <laughs> these are the dreams you have nightly. I wish they were the dreams I've been having nightly. <laughs> What's been going on, Nolan? Why, why, why are we so dour and down in the dumps, as they say? Let's just say, if you were working at a race course and you saw a gentleman who entered wearing nothing but a harness and tight speedos, oh no, you might have, you might have nightmares for a while. What was this gentleman doing? Is I it right we call him a gentleman? But I, I don't know how he got into the race course. I don't know how he was comfortable in Scottish weather with that because he was outside the whole time. Oh dear! I'm well, pretty sure disturbing. I saw his nipples getting oh, hard. Oh no! And oh, where dear. I was serving drinks, he was right behind me, and sometimes his back hair would rub on me. It was not oh, nice. Oh God! No wonder you needed a, a a sweet movie like Pillow Talk to uh, cleanse your palate. And I also found out, um, you know, how I was quite enthusiastic about working at Westlife. <laughs> I'm no longer enthusiastic about week. working at Westlife oh, because dear. I never thought Westlife fans would be the angriest bar attendees. Angry? Very angry. Demanding their gin and diet cokes all the time. Like, <laughs> critiquing how I'm pouring them and shit. And I'm like, you guys are meant to be happy, aren't you? Angry. This is not a Metallica gig. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Metallica. Nothing, but I expect Metallica fans to be angry when they're getting their drinks. Not fucking, not boy fucking Westlife fans. Not not vocal boy band. Uh, no. But f- fair play to the band. They were actually pretty good. I don't care. <laughs> you, I know. You, you don't look like a guy who listens to Westlife. No, I don't. I You're don't much more care. of a Backstreet Boys kind of guy, aren't you? Well, mm, no. Sorry. In sync? No. The Jonas Brothers? No. Uh, the Wanted. I'm just naming boy bands now. Nolan, I'm going to say it gently. Not my thing. <laughs> Not my thing. Um, but this movie definitely is your This movie, th- This movie, for sure, is my thing. I am... Uh, yeah, it was... It, it, look, you, you want a... You want a smile on your face for 90 minutes, put pillow talk on. It's easy. It's, a, it's as easy and simple... As that it does its job perfectly, it is charming as all hell, and it's clear to see why it it is one of the uh, the most well revered, well respected rom uh, romance movies, rom coms of the uh, of not only of its time but in in movie I'd history. S- I'd say it's pretty timeless. It's incredibly timeless, and you might not think that from the fact from the idea of two people sharing a phone line because I, I guess there is that certain element to it but it's it's that uniqueness that little unique spin that really makes it because you need if it, if it if it didn't have that if it was just maybe neighbors or something that hated each other but then didn't re, you know didn't realize what each other looked like and maybe one of them was making a load of noise all the time and the other one was getting really annoyed at them and but then they met each other out and about and fell in love but didn't realize they were he was the annoying neighbor next door it wouldn't work as well i think you just pitched your rom-com there but would that work as well i i i think that could work maybe okay but i just think that the whole 
the phone aspect of it is really works well and maybe that also adds the ability for the little split screen stuff and the technical the little charming little technical aspects that the movie also has um, legit you might have just given me an idea for a story oh i like that i'm i'm patenting it now so you can't have it ha <laughs> i win this is live this is public hmm. this is public knowledge this can be used in court don't <laughs> don't take my stories away from me don't do I, it I, I, I would just queer it up anyway ah fair enough there's your ah, okay yeah okay i can't do that that's not my story that's your story yeah you you can have that one although it is good and i'm gonna be thinking about it for the rest of the night and fuck that's gonna annoy me well i'm Ugh. glad i could uh i could offer some sort of inspiration i like i like doing that nolan but any uh any little final thoughts on pillow final talk? thoughts um watch pillow talk with uh i think it's a good date movie watch very it with good pillows date movie. Watch it with pillows, ideally, so you're nice and comfortable. Well, yeah, providing you, like we, like we were talking about before, is pillow talk when you talk to a pillow? Is pillow talk when you talk to someone else that is sharing your pillow? Or is pillow talk talking to anybody, providing your own head is on a pillow? Provided we mean traditional pillows and not waifu pillows. We are going to put a poll out. At some point, <laughs> regular pillows versus waifu pillows. By the time this, the, uh, by the time <laughs> this episode is up for everybody to listen to, um, there is going to be a poll out of what pillow talk consists of. Does it consist of, um, like I, uh, like I keep saying, does it consist of you talking to a pillow? Does it consist of? you talking to someone else who is sharing your pillow or does it consist of talking to anybody providing your own head is on a pillow it'll be it'd be great for an airplane then where they've got those like neck pillows yeah you could talk to anybody you and the air you and the uh, the, the the flight attendant could be engaging in pillow talk simply because your own head is on a pillow who knows i don't know this can this can go many different ways. It can be interpreted in many different ways, and we all it's love art. It, it's art, Nolan. It's <laughs> art, and it's objective art, and we love it. <laughs> well, some happy things have happened this week, but um, take it your final thoughts on Pillow Talk are probably about the same as mine. Yes, absolutely. Just go and watch it if you want to smile for ninety minutes. Go and watch it, and like you said, wonderful date movie wonderful yep. date it's movie. going on my date movie lists providing your date enjoy providing your date is one of the people that is open to watching older movies from 1959 um if your date is not open to watching older movies from 1959 rethink your date i should actually give a shout out to our good friend brian hurst on this he recently he had a twitter thing hello brian today where he said like there was he retweeted a netflix thing and it was like uh what movie would you watch with your date? And his answer was just perfect. He said, I would ask my date what kind of movies they're into. Brian, I'm not going to lie to you. That is the perfect answer. Uh, well done. You have beat I mean, the system. I mean, could you imagine like a first date where you're just watching your favorite movie? And for me, it's like, oh, hey, you want to watch Jaws? <laughs> like, Again, 
It does depend who your date is, though. If my date is a shark lover, probably not the best one. But if your date um, says, you you say you want to watch Jaws, and your date says, yeah, let's watch Jaws, then you've got a keeper. As far it's, not as really I'm great, it's not really great for a date, though, is it? Why? Watching people get killed by a shark. Why not watch watch Jaws, watch The Omen, watch The, um, <laughs> the Texas watch Chainsaw Massacre. Suspiria. Watch the, Suspiria. Uh... <laughs> Wonderful date Just, movies. But whatever you do, and, I, and this will be a red flag for me if someone suggests this, do not watch Fight Club or Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Those two, those are two uh, slightly different movies. Why? I'm. I want to get your, uh, uh, your thought process behind that. I, now I know why you don't want to watch Sleepaway Camp because Sleepaway Camp is your most disturbing movie of all time. But why Fight Club, no one? If I went out on a, a date with a guy and his favorite movie immediately was Fight Club, I, I'd be worried, in case he's one of those guys who doesn't understand it. Uh, would you assume he was some sort of anarchist? Quite possibly. Would you assume he was a violent person? Maybe. Would you assume he was a nihilist? Possibly. I would also assume that he really relates to Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. And that's the sign of a guy who thinks too highly of himself, and I just don't roll that way. Well, there's nothing wrong with Ed Norton and Brad Pitt. I mean, there's a bit wrong with Ed Norton. Uh, Ed Norton's he is a, fine. He is a bit of a dick. Nah, he's, he's fine. He's just wacky. Brad Pitt. Uh, Brad, Brad Pitt, as I'm understood, is quite a delightful guy. Oh, yeah. If if Brad Pitt turned out to be a horrible guy, I, I would not. I would not like that piece of news. I would be upset. No, but uh, luckily I've got some happy news for you. And what is the happy news, Nolan? Let's finish on some happiness. Um. First of all, in the month of Pride Month, Wonder yes. Woman confirms queer rights with her first poster for Wonder Woman 1984. Now, that's one interpretation of it. <laughs> I mean, she is a bisexual superhero. It's released during Pride Month, and it has a lot of rainbows. It does have a lot of rainbows. There. I mean, I can't argue with that. Ultimately, oh God, it's a beautiful poster. <laughs> I want to hang it on my wall. Although, uh, I actually, I have form. heard rumours about Wonder Woman 84 that her and, uh, who's the villain again? Cheetah? Yeah. Might actually be, like, sort of partners before she goes all furry? Well, how's Chris Pine gonna take that? Oh, <laughs> well, he's brought back from the dead. I'm, I imagine he'll be an emotionless zombie. He's not gonna be very happy. <laughs> I imagine Chris Pine would be charming enough to be like, I understand. It's okay. Fair. I mean, look, fair point. And we'll certainly see what happens with that movie, but I really like that poster. It's my most anticipated movie of next year. I, I I don't know if that is the case because I've forgotten what movies are coming out next year. In terms of comic book movies, definitely most anticipated. What else is and coming And that's, that's even above Spider-Man Far From Home. Spe- but Spider-Man- Speaking of which, my Mysterio figure finally arrived. Yay, but Spider-Man Far From Home comes out this year, Nolan. It comes out in a matter of weeks. Yeah, I was thinking more like upcoming superhero movies. Okay. Um, what I mean, I'm sure, is coming I mean, I'm sure Joker Batman? will be good. Joker. Uh, Still really excited for Joker. Uh, we don't we don't get Battinson until the year after. So No, that's true. 
Wonder Woman sadly, 84, we don't, big fan. Sadly, we don't get any DC stuff at Comic-Con this year, which I'm kind of sad about, but I understand why. Maybe they want to save it. Look, it's not as though you're not going to hear anything. Nolan, it's not True. as though we're going... <laughs> it's not as though we're going to San Diego Comic-Con. I know, but I, I like I had a thing in my head over what was they were gonna do at this panel, and it was so exciting, and now it's not gonna happen. Why can't they just release stuff anyway? I thought it was gonna be like Wonder Woman eighty four trailer, Birds of Prey trailer, and Robert Pattinson comes out in the bat suit. That's a bit. That, I, I, that would that, that would have just made my life. That would be a bit much, I think, for so, for so early. I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough. Um, about the the way the industry works, I think, to comment accurately on, on anything like that. But I'll, what I can say is I'm very excited for that. That's what I can mm-hmm. say. And Nolan, you'll be, you'll be pleased with me because I believe this is a show that you told me to watch. Maybe it was you that told me to watch, but Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. I was one of the people that recommended it to you, yes. I finished it. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? I binged it entirely and it's great <laughs> it's so good yes scooby-doo scooby-doo with a story arc it still works scooby-doo with a story arc damn it it works it's like scooby-doo's gravity falls that's very much what it's like although yeah. uh some of the logistics in that show i'm kind of confused on in gravity falls no in uh, in mystery incorporated why no like they arrest kids and I'm like, what? Why is? Why are you sending kids to fucking prison with adults? Send them to juvie. Have Make them pick up trash. Suspend your goddamn disbelief, no one. <laughs> <laughs> have them. Have them pick up trash. I study a lot about the criminal justice system because yeah. uh, of what I write. So that was kind of weird. But I do, I do like that show. It's a very very good show. Um, as you know. I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan, and I I really did like that. I just wanted to tell you that I finished that. It's and very good. You know what else I finished? What did you finish? I finished uh, the book Fire and Blood. The, Fire uh, and Blood. The um, the the the, the, the Targaryen history in in Westeros, the, Volume One. It may be. <sighs> it may. Maybe this because I'm a simple-minded guy and it's quite a straightforward book of, you know, fictional history. But it might be my favourite book in the whole world of Ice and Fire. There we go. Just because it's very... I do read the Ice and Fire series, I will take your word on that. It's it's great. It was great. I, I kind of breezed through it and that's just what I like sometimes. Because sometimes... I feel like I'm a simple person who likes simple things. Which is why I like that and is why I like Pillow Talk. What do you have coming up soon? Plug away all what you want. More interviews. More interviews. We've got some scheduled this month that are going to be great. I'm going to be talking with... um, Remember when I had AJ White on? Yes. I'm talking with his girlfriend next, uh, Alice Scott, who's also an, an author, who I'm very excited to chat with. And... A duo as well. A duo. Uh, my friends uh, Karina Connor and uh, Caitlin, who created their own uh, web comic. Okay. With, uh, queer leads, and uh, if you've seen me chatting with Karina on Twitter lately, we're just like massive nerds, and we'll 
go for hours talking about comics and stuff. So well, you I'm are very a, excited to chat with them. Nolan, you are a massive nerd. Let's not take anyone. You know, let let's not kid ourselves. Indeed. The biggest nerd. Shoot. The biggest nerd of all nerddom is what you are. Um, are we all okay? Are you okay right now? We are okay. We are okay. It's freezing a little. It's freezing a little. Um, well, that can be that live live recordings happen, and that can be fun sometimes. But that's fun Just that because you... I don't I don't want it to freeze again. I'm going to say we're doing Pinocchio next week. Oh well, there you go. Uh, it's been straight up said. I was just about to get into that, but there you go. Uh, Disney's Pinocchio. Why? Why have you picked that one for next week, Nolan? For episode sixty, would you believe it? Because uh, I don't know. Did it come out sixty years ago? No, it wasn't that. It's no. because Toy Story and Child's Play are out this month, and I figured, fuck it, let's talk about another wooden doll that can speak. Uh, it's also kind of dark, much like Child's Play and potentially Toy Story. Toy Story, I think, it definitely has some dark underlyings to it. There you go. Pinocchio is one of my favourite uh, Disney movies of all time, so very excited to be watching that again, and I'm sure it will be a super fun uh, super I'm fun I'm sure we will have like a 30-minute discussion purely about the uh, the island scene with the donkeys. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. That, that'll best. scar some kids. The best best i love it so much it's so creepy and great and yes and all the yes and Um, what's been going on with you sir well we uh we started series three over on morgan hasn't seen with me and uh janine we are doing will smith will smith uh, i can't speak nolan we are doing movies will smith slash men in black Ah, because there's a new Men in Black movie out next week. Because there's a new Men in Black movie out, Nolan. So we are doing all four Men in Black movies, including, obviously, the new Men in Black International. And we are also doing a bonus Will Smith movie uh, at the end of the series, which um, will be going up on a poll for the fans to pick. I hope Um, it's not After Earth. Well, Janine is coming up with the, the, the options... And we'll leave it up to her to decide, because that's how the show works, Nolan. Over on Morgan hasn't seen. Janine forces me to watch the movies, and I, I watch see. the movies, and I pretty much always enjoy them. We um we just did our yeah our first uh, episode of that on on the first Men in Black, and next week's will be obviously Men in Black Two, um which is 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 it better or worse than the first Men in Black, Nolan? Um, tease. I I, I don't I, I I don't like I, Men in Black too as much. <laughs> I've actually not seen those movies in ages. Well, there you go. But uh, yeah, that's what's going on over on Morgan hasn't seen, and you can also find me obviously right here on It's a Wonderful Podcast or all the fifty-eight other episodes that you can go and listen to of this silly show. Um, we love it, and. It's great. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave your five-star rate and reviews. Even the second it takes to just click the five stars uh, helps us out so very much. And we uh, will love you forever and give you all the shout-outs of love. And that's great when we can do that. Um, 
We did do that on, I believe... Oh, I might be teasing something here. We did do that for a listener of Morgan Hasn't Seen uh, recently, and that you will find that out on uh, on the Men in Black 2 episode of... Uh, yeah, next Wednesday is when that will be coming out. But yeah, go ahead and leave those rate and reviews over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And you can also find the show, obviously, on Spotify and Podbean, which is where we host it, on CastBox, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, and various other podcast providers. Wherever you may listen, uh, it will very, very much likely be available to you. And you can follow the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One to see all the updates for this show and Morgan Hasn't Seen and whatever the hell else. That poll, for instance, on Pillow Talk or the weird poll on Morgan Hasn't Seen for which weird, which, uh, not weird, which Will Smith movie. I'm struggling to speak, Nolan, and I don't know why. And I think it's because I've spoken for way too long as I am one to do all the time, because I can't stop myself from speaking, and sometimes I just need to do that. Check me out on Twitter, at the Purple Don, with a 3 instead of the E in the, because 3 is the magic number. The Purple Don on Instagram. Nolan, you are at NolanDean27 on Twitter, and... And NolanDean on YouTube. Yeah. And everywhere else. And I guess I have to see us out now. You do, Nolan. See us out. And I'm going to go and have some pillow talk with my pillow or maybe another person. (laughs) No, no. I don't know. (laughs) I've confused myself. God damn it, Nolan. See us out. If you ever go to a race course, don't wear a harness. Don't do that, guys. Bye.